Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Welcome to the 13th session of Midnight Moments. And uh, we're, we're coming into the last 10 days of Ramadan. And so we're going to be looking at moving forward out of the month and into on the other end of Ramadan. So all last week we were discussing looking at some practice of self-reflection and we built that upon exploring the concept of presence and the practice of tafakkur. And so this week, as we're moving out of this blessed month, we'll be talking this whole week about practical tools to integrate the work that we've been doing into our, into our regular lives. There was some question, there was a question in the past session of someone asked, how do we sustain the nur earned during this blessed month for the rest of the year when we're fighting through ourselves, other tests walking through the world? So this is inshallah what we'll be focusing on this week. So, um, you know, we've been, we talked about at the beginning of this series about the idea that we are in, um, a sort of halwa, and that Ramadan is this one twelfth of the year, right? And that the night is this one twelfth of the night, and it's this retreat, it's this training ground where we're we're working on ourselves, we're doing more ibadah, but then this is a portion of the time that we have, right? We're not always supposed to be in this retreat or seclusion. Most of our lives are meant to be spent in the dunya, dealing with the mundane. And how do we, you know, keep doing this work within that scenario? And so we need to understand that Ramadan is this training ground. We're practicing and building up strength, building up our, our will and our practice so that we can integrate this work into our regular busyness of life. Um, and so it's not to... When Ramadan ends, we stop doing these self-reflection, we stop doing the fasting, we stop doing the sort of going inward and, and increasing our connection to Allah. It's to uh, build up the capacity to then spread it to the rest of the year, which is why this the wisdom of, of fasting the days of Shawal. It's saying, you know, Ramadan has ended, the, the fasting every day has ended, but then moving forward, it's to integrate this practice into the rest of the rest of our days throughout the year. And even for people who can't fast, it's so there's other ways of um, bringing attention into disciplining ourselves and, and putting things for the sake of Allah so that we don't get caught up. Um, and so we questioning, you know, how do we orient ourselves to this lifestyle where we can put in place a program of staying present and self-reflective. So it's integrated into our daily routine and our lives and not just something that stays during Ramadan or stays even in the middle of the night or stays in these sections, but bringing it into how we live, um, even amidst the chaos and the busyness of life um, when we can't retreat, you know, and some of us, even though when Ramadan comes to an end, many people will still be sort of in retreat, 
at home, but many of us, many people are on the front lines. Many people are out there, not able to be in seclusion and dealing with the, the sort of craziness on a daily basis. And amidst all of this uncertainty, many of us feel right now in these, in these current times, it's uh, these, these circumstances make us feel out of control. It's easy to feel overwhelmed when we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, and we make an attempt to sort of control this external world. We worry about our health, we worry about our risk, we worry about what the future holds, um, and we busy ourselves managing the dunya in all these external things, and we lose our center very easily. And so, what happens is when we focus on what we don't have control over which is most things in life, then we wind up feeling out of control, right? So if we're, um, we're out here thinking about what's going to happen next and what's going to happen there and what if I do that and how is these things going to play out, um, it, it, it makes us sort of spiral where our locus of control is out here rather than what we've been talking about is sort of practicing and training for our locus of control, our place of finding center is here, internal. And so, and so um, this can take us not only out of center, but even disconnected from our breath. Right? This is really what happens when somebody has a panic attack or anxiety is sort of, we, your chest is sort of caving in on yourself, on itself, this COVID, this constriction, um, because we are not regulating our internal, regulating this expansion of the chest. Remember we talked about the breast expanding with Islam, being in this state of presence when we're focused on what really isn't our business, which is what's going to happen and, and the sort of what's in, the, what's in Allah's hands. And so we can, can, what we can do is control what we have control over. We can control our breath. We can regulate our inner experience. So even if there's chaos surrounding us, we have control over a few things, very little, right? Our thoughts, our feelings, our intention, regulating our breath. And so what we, what we need to focus on is what, we, what is within our control, our locus of control. And this, what this does is it makes us feel more in control uh, about what is our part in all of this. And so we think that this is, you know, we don't have the time or it's a luxury to reflect and be present. But really this is, this is a veil and this is a form of ghafla because we're, we're basically getting caught up in this dunya reality and saying, well, I have to chase the dream. You know, I have to do what I need to do. I have to, or not even the dream, sometimes just dealing with the difficulty of life. I have to do, do, do. Um, and we forget that Allah is creating everything. Allah is in control of everything. It's our responsibility to manage what is ours, which is just what we, how we react and what we do with what Allah manifests. Right? And so it's easy to believe this. We, we all, inshallah, we all have this aqidah. We all have the belief in qadr and that Allah is the one that's in control. But then we wind up Living, if we look at our lives, we wind up living life so easily 
worrying about outcomes and being self-directed and sort of trying to manage what's going to happen next. Um, and really this is how we're, we're trained or how we're oriented towards the dunya. It's how we're, we're told you have to set goals and you have to achieve them and you have to pursue this direction, become a doctor, whatever it is. And so we're, we're doing, we're doing, we're chasing. And what we do is we neglect this spiritual aspect of ourselves and this self-discipline that really puts us in a position to, to be able to surrender with what Allah is manifesting, what, where Allah is leading you, because he's the one that is in control of all these determining factors in your life that we're trying to chase and make, you know, make sense of and balance and uh, manage. And so instead of managing the things outside, which is this external locus of control, we want to focus on managing what we actually have control over. And um, so what it is, is, you know, it's, we need to balance and not separate our belief that Allah is in control and how we move throughout the dunya. Now what happens is we, we separate these things out we say, okay, well, I have to be responsible and I have to do these things, do, do, do in the world, because that's what a good responsible person does. And this sort of having tawakkul and trusting in Allah is this sort of thing that's over here for, for belief. And what we need to do is integrate these and live in this way and not, because otherwise what happens is we wind up having like this dissonance. We believe this one thing, but we act in a different way. Um, and we don't need to do that because Islam is a practical path for this life. It's not for some other place where we go to the masjid and we're just in this spiritual place and then we go back to work, we go back to life, we go back to the dunya. Time and time again, we're told that this is supposed to be integrated. Look at the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was in the world, right? So we're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. And so it's focusing on recognizing that Islam is this practical um, map for us to navigate the dunya. And so we have to align our approach to dunya with our approach to akhirah. They're, they're one and the same. And so there's ways to do this, but it involves adopting a different paradigm of approach to life. Right? So not getting caught up in what we, what we see and what we're told what we wind up believing ourselves of how we're supposed to be living, uh, but really um, prioritizing and embracing Allah's reality within this world. So um, it's not either or, it's both. And so what it's about, we talked about this before, it's about embracing the paradox and learning to walk in the middle this middle path between the, the physical world and this experience of separation, but then living in this remembrance of Tawheed. And I think this is where people really struggle with is understanding our role in, in all of this, right? This is where we kind of can lose it, lose control, and this sort of spirals into um, all kinds of taking us out of our center. And um, it's this not understanding how to make sense of qadr and free will. Like, what is mine? What, what do I let go of? Um, and so 
it's important in our understanding of this process of presence and self-reflection that we understand and sort this out, um, that we have, to, we have to do our part. We have to keep working at our work, uh, and, but then leaving the outcome to Allah. So in Sahih Muslim, uh, there's a hadith about the Prophet was talking about our, uh, that our end is predestined. And the Sahaba asked, Ya Rasulullah, uh, why should we carry on doing good deeds? Shall we depend on Qadr and give up work? And the Prophet wasallam said, no, carry on doing good deeds. Um, for everyone will find it easy to do such deeds that lead him towards that for which he has been created. And then he recited the verse, as for him who gives charity and keeps his duty to Allah and fears him and believes in Al-Husna, we will make smooth for him the path and to ease and good, a path of ease and goodness. And so it's about the journey. It's about uh, understanding that we need to do our part and focus on our, focus our attention on that, not on that our deeds, you know, our actions, our amal are the things that are going to determine our outcome. This, the work that we're doing is for us doing our part to be in the state of uh, this jihad nafs and this uh, work of engaging in remembering Allah in this work. And so if we focus on situating ourselves, creating a place where we can come into this center and not on all the other stuff out there, um, this means certainly having a direction, right? You have to, you can't be aimless. You decide where to go and you walk that way. This is why we make istikhara, is we say, Allah, I'm going in this direction. Please, if it's good for me, uh, make it easy. If it's not, bar me from it. Recognizing that we're just pointing our ship, pointing the compass. Allah is the one that's going to make the determination. So you do with what's in front of you. You take with what's in front of you and you focus on what you have control over it and you make that your business, not arranging how things are going to pan out. And so this is why, you know, our ibadah and what we're supposed to sort of busy ourselves with is not because we owe something or because Allah needs us to do these things. It's, it's for us. It's for us because these things provide structure for us. They provide the, the vessel for us to move in this world in a balanced way. And this is why when we salat is spread out through the day because we need to continually come back to this place. It provides this structure of focusing, coming back to focus, coming back to center. You know, go out in the world, do your work, but it's, you're going to get distracted. You're going to get caught up. You're going to get caught up just in the notion that we're forgetting that Allah is in control and thinking that yourself, that you, you know, being self-directed. And so, so it's constantly coming back uh, and this sort of discipline. And so what that means is, uh, you know, Salat is five times a day throughout the day, but we, there's so much time in between that we need to also have other practices that ground us and that bring us back, but that we integrate them into the work we're doing and so that it becomes practical. And so we, it's about staying present with Allah 
while at the same time working hard in the world, you know, at the job, at the relationship, at the, the grind, you're in it, you're doing the work, but you're doing it from a place of focusing on what is yours to focus on, your inner state, where, where you, uh, what you, what you regulate inside, what your intentions are, and then to a certain degree, where you sort of aim your boat, uh, but then leaving the rest to Allah. You know, it's tying the camel and trusting Allah, having tawakkul. And so this week we'll talk about practical ways to instill this approach to life so that we can sort of keep aligned with our fitra and help maintain stability in a very practical way of walking this path of Islam in the dunya throughout our lives beyond uh, Ramadan. So, inshallah, we will continue this journey this week and, and uh, work on really bringing things into to practice. So, please feel free to keep uh, asking questions and I'm going to make note of them and I'll try to answer them when they fit the best with the, the content. And so, you know, for this week, we're going to be, we'll be thinking about, you know, what, what do we need to uh, really bring this baraka of Ramadan into our lives beyond this month, inshallah. Look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.